it's why with high achievers too, I will always challenge them to say, this is great. Absolutely celebrate your successes, which usually are the things that they've done or the things that they have. And then it was asked that question, who were you that allowed that to happen? How did you show up? Because when we slow down to recognize who we were as individuals and how we showed up and actually have gratitude for that portion of ourselves, that's how we actually are moving past just the doing and we're getting into that experience and that feeling. Yep. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Hi, Vibe It. It's your homegirl and co-host, Kelsey Aida Raldis, inspirational author and self-love advocate and manifestation queen. And I am here with my bestie, Lindsay Robinson. She is a hypnotherapist extraordinaire who helps people to really just align their mind with their highest goals, highest potential. And our guest today also has a very similar mission in life. She is a coach, she's a speaker, she's an author, and she helps high achievers to heal their relationship with themselves. She helps people take courageous steps in identifying limiting beliefs and all that good stuff. Um, There's so much more that she does, but we'll let her dive into that and explain to you all about her beautiful work that she's doing in the world. And we really wanted to have her on to talk about becoming a high achiever, being a high achiever, dreaming big, giving yourself permission to go for it and anything that falls kind of under that umbrella. So if you identify as a high achiever or you want to become a high achiever, this is the High Vibinate episode for you. Welcome. I'd say, Come or, if you, or if you've heard really bad things about high achievers, because I've heard like the bad side of being a high or achiever. Or if you judge so, yourself for being a yes, high achiever. exactly. Let's go. <laughs> So yes, welcome, Kamini. Thank you for being here. We are very excited to chat with you because we are both high achievers, recovering perfectionists, and type A big goal individuals. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here because that's who I am, recovering people pleasing perfectionists. So mm. <laughs> there's a lot so, of feel at home. <laughs> yes, perfect. I love how all of our guests are just so perfect for us. Uh so listen, I always want to ask people how they got to where they are. Uh, we talked a little bit. You sh- you shocked us a little bit before we hit record, so let's go into that. What's your story? Where did you where did you come from, and what brought you to this work? Uh, sure, if I go too long, you just cut me off because oh, I tend never. to tell this story. And Lizzie feel free will, to, but I feel, will. <laughs> feel free to swear because a lot of people ask if they can swear. Yes, we have clicked all the buttons to be allowed to swear, so go for it. All right, good to know. Uh, I actually. Um, Grew up in Connecticut. So let's go all the way back. Um, little Indian girl with a strange name, Kamini, growing up in a very predominantly white town. My parents were immigrants themselves. Mom and dad came. My mom came to the States when she was in her teens. My dad came to the States in his early 20s. So it was just my sister and I. Um, and so there was a big part of me at that stage in life that just really wanted to fit in, right? Because how do you fit in when you're you look different and your name is different? Um, so 
as I was five, six, seven in the elementary school age, there was a huge part of me that was trying so hard to figure out how to fit in with the other kids and make sure that they would accept me. And that's where a lot of the people pleasing came from, if I'm going to be honest. Of course, at the time, I didn't know it. Um, and then, of course, I also was trying really hard not to be a burden to my parents because they were working so hard. So very early on, the people pleasing, the perfectionist meaning I did not want to be a burden. So as long as I didn't fail and I did all the right things, um, my parents didn't have to worry about me. This wasn't a message that was given to me by my parents. Right. It was just how I assimilated information and experiences. So you take that into adulthood. I ended up in the dot-com industry. I was a project manager working with uh, individuals as my resources. So I was managing time and people and then ended up running my husband's law practice for about 15 years. Uh, and so in that in that vein, I was really helping um, the employees that came through figure out who they were, what they wanted to do. And I really found that I was enjoying that. Now, at the same time, I was the mom of five. Um, my oldest is 21, my youngest is nine. But at that time, my middle child was actually showing signs of people pleasing and perfectionism and overgiving and overfunctioning. And as I was watching her, I realized she was just mirroring back me. Mm. And so I will absolutely tell anybody who asks me, first of all, that my children are my best teachers that I've ever had. And also that they were my catalyst to change. Um, can I, once can I, I interject was, real quick? Yeah. So for all the parents out there, um, what did you observe in your wonderful child that showed you, oh, this is, this might be something that we have to look at? What kinds of, what was she exhibiting? You know? Exhibiting. Yes. Yeah, so there was a lot of anxiety around school and making sure that everything was done perfectly and, you know, correctly and a lot of fear around making mistakes. And then in terms of social interactions, anxiety around ensuring that she was pleasing, not just her friends, but also how was she portrayed and in, in, um, received by parents, right? Wanting to make sure that everybody was okay with her. Um, and so for me personally, I saw that that was, mm -hmm. that was a reflection of me. Um, I, cause I was still showing up in that vein, you know, even just running my husband's practice, that really was me leaning into making sure that he was happy. You know, it was because his dream was to run a law practice. It wasn't necessarily mine, but I wanted to make sure that I was doing all the things to ensure that he had exactly what he needed. He was happy. He was living his dream. And so it was through that process that I realized, I've got to do some self-reflection here. I've got to do that inner work. Through that, I was able to recognize where my story came from. So as I mentioned, that started five, six, seven, when I was five, six, or seven. I didn't know that at the time. I realized it during this process. Anyway, so as I went through this self-transformation, and also I had I really did enjoy that part of my professional world where I was working with individuals and helping them figure out what they wanted to do professionally and personally. I was very close with most of the people that I worked with. I realized that that was my calling was to actually work with individuals on helping them move themselves forward, figuring out where they were holding themselves back because I not only could offer people that from my own personal experience, but then also from the professional side. And of course, went and got training and specialty training in different modalities in order to do that. And then of course we fast forward even further and I now have a, my oldest is a professional ballerina and my second is a division one athlete and it has come in handy. I cannot even explain <laughs> just the amount of self-doubt that creeps in the questioning of, is it okay to have these, you know, you know, people, everybody would tell my daughter, what do you mean you want to be a professional ballerina? 
I mean, nobody makes it like 2% of the people make it. And she absolutely was like, no, I'm going to do this. And so there was a lot of emotional and mental work that went into that. And even my son, you know, told time and time again, 1% of athletes get to go to, because he plays lacrosse, 1% of athletes get to go division one lacrosse. And again, it was, well, I can set these, I can set these goals for myself. It's actually okay. As long as I also don't burn out in the process. Mm, Yeah. And that is a, that is a really big piece that I know we're going to talk about and I can't wait. Um, Real quick, you know, I, I, I kind of, I always take the perspective of like, the 1%. And I'm feeling that there's 1% of people listening to this that maybe don't identify as a high achiever, but no one, they know Mm -hmm. someone who is, when that person comes up to them and tells them about this big goal, maybe we could talk about how they should receive that, even though they know they're not that type of person, how should they respond to somebody's goals instead of pooing all over them? In terms of like, what do you mean that's what you want to do? Because every single one of us on this call today, I guarantee you has heard somebody say that to us at some point as people who don't necessarily limit ourselves in terms of like what is possible. um, Mm -hmm. What should they say from the expert? You know, it's, it's, (laughs) thanks for that. No (laughs) No pressure. pressure, No pressure. (laughs) You know that I, honestly, it's a great question because I do think that a lot of us have. I, I do think that a lot of us have heard that, and I do think that we've been on the receiving end, high achiever or not, of maybe putting something out there that was a goal for us personally, and then somebody having a really negative response to it. Or you do it to yourself, like, oh, or there's no chance that I can do that because these yeah. are the statistics, or you know, whatever. And and the truth is, is just statistics do exist. They absolutely do exist. And instead of looking at just the statistics, it's asking the question of, if I really want this, who do I need to be in order to make it happen? Yeah. And that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Who do I choose to be in order to, to maybe live into that? And so if we're on the receiving end of somebody's really big goal, instead of saying, oh my gosh, it's not possible. It's like, wow. And you know, who or how do you anticipate being in order to live into that? What, what oh, are the steps you're going to take? The expansion, you what guys. You do about it. <laughs> Look at this expansion. Because what an expansion, like what an expansive question. Instead of that immediate, like put a lid on it, guys, that's impossible. What do you mean? Which of course, we've talked about this before on the show. If someone you care about poos on your dream, what they're really doing is telling you that they can't, they have no desire. They aren't, they're going to limit themselves in that way. It has not, it really has nothing to do with you per se. So if you can, as somebody who maybe wouldn't want that goal or thinks that it might be far-fetched or maybe a little bit hard to do, okay, what would you need to do? Who would you need to be in order to achieve that? Oh, so good. So good. I love that question. I want to add to what you said, Lindsay, about why people do it. Because I also think the people that love us sometimes poop on our dreams because, well, yes, like you said, they don't believe it's possible for them or they don't think it's possible or whatever. But usually it comes from a loving place of like, they don't want to see you disappointed and they feel like you might get disappointed, right? So they're coming from this space of like, well, in order to protect her or him from becoming disappointed, let me just discourage them from the start so they don't have to go down that path and become disappointing. And I think that happens too with ourselves, right? Like we talk ourselves out of our desires and out of our dreams and out of our big goals because we're scared of what we potentially might feel if it doesn't happen or it doesn't work out. And we're scared of what we're going to make it mean about ourselves, right? Because it's one thing to fail. That's whatever, no big deal. It's natural part of life. But if you make that mean that you're a failure and then you never try anything again, 
that's going to be really detrimental. But here's the thing too. If somebody you love tells you, or maybe says that out of the fear of you being disappointed, why would they be afraid of you being disappointed if they thought it was possible? So for me, it kind of goes back to, well, they just don't think it's possible for them. And so they're translating that into whatever motivation causes them to say, nah, you can't do that. Or you shouldn't, or you might as well well say on this topic, I will say that because I work with um, teens and young adults as well a lot of times parents will step in and, and shoot down. This happens right now. I'm hearing all about it with colleges. It's, you know, well, no, maybe you shouldn't apply to that college. Cause I'm not really sure that's going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's a parent's projection of yeah. their own fears, right. That can happen. Absolutely. I agree with you, Lindsay. And also in terms of what Kelsey was saying, it's the fear that their child's going to get hurt and wanting to protect them. So it's with this idea that they're being, they're protecting them, but what they're actually doing is keeping them from getting to experience whatever it is that they need to experience exactly, so that they can actually grasp onto their own autonomy. Who Mm -hmm. was it that just said this to me? And I've never looked at it this way, but I never will look at it any other way, which is if you're trying to protect, I'm going to use my kids as an, if I'm trying to protect my child from a hard experience or from getting hurt or from whatever I do to some extent, I think it's just natural for parents to do. And somebody so beautifully said to me, I would never deprive anyone of their journey. Mm-hmm. You guys, when she said that to me, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Like, of course you would never deprive anybody of their journey. And if that's part of their journey, it's almost like your responsibility as a parent to make sure they do get to experience everything they want to experience and all of the ups and downs. And as Kelsey loves to say, contrast that comes with it, because that's, that's why any of us are here. Um, yeah, it was just a nice, it was beautiful. I love, I love that. It. I love this that. Great. Yeah. Back by popular demand, I am hosting another radical self-love retreat this October of 2023. This retreat is for you if you want to heal, play, laugh, cry, raise your vibration, and do all the fun and spiritual things with myself and other like-minded women in paradise. See for yourself why past retreat attendees have called this trip the best week of their life, a phenomenal experience, and totally life-giving. We will be doing yoga every morning overlooking the ocean, healing our inner children, having a cacao ceremony, bonding with other amazing women, sunbathing on the beach, relaxing by the pool, riding ATVs through the Sierra Madre Mountains, and so much more. And did I mention that this retreat comes with one month of coaching with me for free, which is normally $1,200? Just another reason why this retreat is so much more than your typical yoga retreat or girls trip. It's a whole week specifically designed and dedicated for your up-levelment and self-lovery. So what are you waiting for? Join us in October by applying today at kelseyaida.com slash retreat. Pro tip, when you bring a friend, you each save $500 on enrollment. So definitely invite someone special. And I cannot wait to see you gals there. kelseyaida.com slash retreat. Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. 
Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal, once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal. And that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. This is so good. (laughs) So for people who are listening and they're like yep i'm a high achiever me totally resonating or if you're a high achiever to be if you're a big dreamer and you're working on becoming you know a high achieving individual what are some of the core like thought patterns that you feel are the most helpful because i know that as a high achiever as a type a perfectionist type person i can be super hard on myself and Mm -hmm. i can sometimes judge myself and feel like i don't fit in because i'm like oh everyone else is wanting to do like this basic life stuff and like why can't that be enough for me like why do my dreams have to be so big and so Mm -hmm. hard and so impossible like i'm never going to be happy unless i do those things like why you know i never think that i'm just like okay i'm I'm, I'm doing this and it is hard and i have my days (laughs) where i'm like yeah this is never going to happen for me but i'm never like why can't i be satisfied with less because here's the thing i mean everybody's different but for me i grew up with like i grew up with I know what that, I know what that is. And I'm like, let's run as far as we can in the opposite direction. I will be over there. You guys have fun. Uh, No hate, you know, wonderful for you. Not, not for me. I'm good. But like, it's, it's funny because I know Kelsey and I've had this conversation many times where she's like, why can't I just like be in, in so many words, be like normal or be (laughs) not not normal, but like, I'm trying to find the word that she uses, but yeah, like less ambitious, normal dreams and have like normal (laughs) stuff and be satisfied with that. But you're too big, girl. You're too big. Yeah. Help, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is a good topic though. I love it. It's a great topic. I, I will be totally transparent. There have been moments where I'm just the type of person that says, gosh, why can I not worry about so many things? Like, why can't I be the person Word, who doesn't same care? Girl. <laughs> same. doesn't care. Like I was just on a call the other day and somebody told me that she went on a trip and she just showed up and had no hotels booked or anything. And I was just, I think my jaw dropped because I'm like, I don't know what that would be like not to have every single piece of my trip figured out so that I knew exactly where I needed to be. And I thought, that's funny. Wouldn't that be interesting Here's, and lovely? I, I really did. I <laughs> right? did that at 20. I did that at 21. It was fine. I went to another country and I was like, I booked the hotel on the train to the place. And I was like, totally fine. Looking back, like on the last trip I went out of the country, I had a binder with increments of 15 minutes of everything we were going to be doing on that trip. I want to show it to, to the Patreon people because it is I look, I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I need now in my thirties. This is what I need to be doing. And my husband was like, can't we just like show up at a pub and have a drink? And I'm like, no, it's not on the schedule. (laughs) It's not on the schedule. You definitely can go overboard with it. I know that for sure. But I think some of that just comes with like, I don't know for you, for me, I got so much more anxious when I had kids, like everything had to be planned out. But before what was I stressed about? Like, seriously, what did I pass off as stressful and worrying? Cause I would just like book a hotel on the train. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's interesting that you say that. Cause I think I probably did. I probably did do it more when I, before I had kids. Yeah. And then as I shifted into motherhood, that probably did shift a bit. Kids for me. mess you up. Oh. 
in the in, best in way. beautiful ways, but also beautiful ways. ways where you're just like, I really did that. I really was walking home at midnight in Los Angeles once. Right. Like I did that. And, like, and I didn't think twice about it. Yeah, I didn't I've think twice about moments. it. And it, I've had those moments, especially when I hear my kids telling me those stories and I'm like, what are you doing? What is that? Why are you doing such things? <laughs> And yet I know I did them too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forget the but question. Kelsey the had a good question. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was going to say about the, the high achieving question. I, I do think that high achievers will beat themselves up for being so high achieving at times, right? It's almost, we do have that internal dialogue that says, why, why can't I just be okay with not mediocrity, but why do I have to continue to push myself? And my, my take on it is, and why not, right? As long as you can do it with self-compassion, and you can do it with the ability to give yourself grace when something doesn't work out the way that you expected it to work out. And you continue to allow yourself to learn through the process and also not necessarily be so outcome driven, like have your goal. Absolutely. But give yourself the ability to be present for the process so that if the goal looks slightly different, you don't deem it as a, a miss or you miss the success in what you did create. And that's, that's my take on, on just how we can actually embrace high achieving rather than running from it as though it's a bad thing. Yes. I love that. That would be helpful for me considering you can't outrun your nature and you can't like just change who you are. Like I, I resonated really a lot with your story about your daughter, like feeling pressure in school from such a young age. Like nobody pressured me. I pressured myself. Like my teachers weren't putting pressure. My parents weren't putting pressure. Nobody was putting pressure on me to do perfect. I would literally have mental breakdowns every year during star testing, which doesn't even count for anything. It's literally so the school can look good. And I would have mental breakdowns. I would get physically sick every single year around testing because in my mind, I had to get it perfect or it was like, I would just self-combust. Like if I don't get it perfect, I'm dead. Like like, it escalated quickly. You know what I'm thinking now, Kelsey. <laughs> what I'm thinking is, which one of your parents is like that? I mean, <laughs> maybe my dad can be like that a little bit, but they're really not. But you like took like, it to the next level. If they were a little, I took it to the next level. Uh-huh. I think it's just like how I was yeah. born. I think I was just born this way. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I'm sure people listening can can resonate with just beating themselves up, putting so much pressure, always being so attached to the outcome. The outcome attachment um, is is big for me. And I, yeah. Kelsey, I know that you, maybe, maybe you don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, I, I think that you are one of the people that maybe when something doesn't go the way that you expect, you wonder what you could have done better or differently or yeah. maybe yeah like for me I'm like this so was perfect ownership. why did the universe just like throw this universe this was perfect what are you talking about? like I kind of I mean, I go real weird with it and I'm just like I could not have done anything better um with some things I really do like if I could not figure out like what I could have done I'm just like no that was good universe come on now but at the same time I think it really helps to know that failure or whatever that means is mm-hmm. is a very important part of success. Like there's not one person that's successful that hasn't failed multiple times. And the only difference Mm -hmm. is, you know, this is the cliche is they don't quit. They keep going. Um, But yeah, that's, I think that's one of the other ways that me and Kelsey are very lovely and different is that she's (laughs) like, what could I have done? And I'm like, I couldn't have done anything better. 
<laughs> it was fantastic. it's so funny because I so actually good. I vacillate between the two of that those because of the work that I've done mm-hmm. I will start off with the inner critic be like oh my gosh I totally dropped the ball what did I what did I miss I should have done something different and then yeah. I stop and I'll notice I'm having those thoughts because I'm catching them and then it's oh all right universe how did this happen for me let's get curious here <laughs> yeah and yeah. then I'm able to see, like, look, for instance, somebody falls off my calendar and I'll immediately be like, what happened? What did I do? And then I immediately will, will shift into, oh, well, maybe this is an opportunity. And without a doubt, I will absolutely find something else to either work on or that maybe I had forgotten about. And I'm yep. like, oh, this is perfect. This yep. was perfect. It was meant to be. And the days where uh, you wake up and you're just- Which I do think is how just... high achievers deal with it, right? Yeah. Well, like on the days when you're just so- done and you just don't feel like doing anything but you have like four calls and then like three of them cancel and you're like <laughs> I want to be mad but at the same time I'm really okay <laughs> I needed this you know needed this apparently day. the universe ne- knew I needed a little yeah. bit of time <laughs> yeah so That's for the funny. people yeah no who... it's it, it, yeah go ahead go, go ahead. ahead oh I was gonna say for the people who aren't naturally born obsessive high achievers such as myself um what can they do if they want to adopt more of the positive aspects of a high achieving person so that they can dream big and really let themselves go for it and do the things that they want to do maybe they don't feel like they're already high achieving in life but they want to be what are some um I don't know perspectives or practices or ways that they can start to be in order to embody that more You know, it's interesting that I think a lot of people who are not high achievers actually put themselves in a box with that label of saying, well, I'm not a high achiever. So therefore I don't have these big goals. And so instead it's what, what would happen if we took off that mask? It's a Mm -hmm. mask in and of itself and simply say, if I had the ability to do whatever I wanted, what would I want to experience or what would I want to contribute to this world? What would I want to learn? And asking those three questions allows room to start that creative process of what are some of those big goals that I may not have even thought of because I had been, I had been wearing a mask of, well, I'm not a high Mm. achiever. So therefore I can't even think about those things beyond the very surface level. And then they get the tingles and they get the excitement and like, can I really, can I really want that? Oh my gosh. That's the best. I like that. (laughs) So I heard get rid of the labels that you're placing on yourself and then get in touch with your genuine truest heart's desires that maybe you've never even expressed to yourself. Maybe you've never even given yourself permission to contemplate or think about what that could be. So Mm -hmm. you can know your desire and the only way you can know your desire and then go for it is you also in the process have to claim it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I like that you said experience instead of have, like, what do I want to experience? Ooh, that's a, that's a, kind of a game changer because we always talk on the show about you're just chasing a feeling. It's not a thing. It's not a car. It's the feeling you get from the car. Okay. So yeah. what do I yeah. want to experience? I don't know why I said car, but what do I want to experience? What do I want to enrich my existence on this planet and, and make positive ripples in the pond or whatever? Oh, that's so good. And it's well, a very big perspective it, shift. Yeah. And if we think about goals, you know, a lot of times it is, I want to either achieve this or have this. And if you ask that question, why, you know, why yeah. do I want that? And then ask it again and ask it again and ask it again. Eventually you get down to the feeling and the experience mm-hmm. that we actually want to have. And at the end of the day, that's the thing that we're trying to achieve. Yep. It's yeah. It's not getting, getting to have something or getting to do something. It's why with high achievers too, 
I will always challenge them to say, this is great. Absolutely celebrate your successes, which usually are the things that they've done or the things that they have. And then it was asked that question, who were you that allowed that to happen? How did you show up? Because when we slow down to recognize who we were as individuals and how we showed up and actually have gratitude for that portion of ourselves, that's how we actually are moving past just the doing and we're getting into that experience and that feeling. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think we all have experiences in our past where we can remember when something worked out really well, you were probably just happy. You were probably just your most natural way of being when those things happen. It's very nice. And I like the idea of shifting the focus from what you've done, what you've created, what you've accomplished to who you have yep. been in the process and being proud of that and tying your value more to who you are as opposed to what you do. Because I know like- yeah just as someone who can be on the high achieving uh, intense spectrum, like you can really start to subconsciously attach your worth to what you create, how many books you write, how fast you can do it, how many you sell, you know, all mm -hmm. the things. And so I think that is a nice practice that I'm going to take with me and yeah. be like, okay, when I wrote that book, who was I being, you know, over the years of creating this thing, like, what was I, what was I, exhibiting in life to make that happen and maybe I can look back and be like well I was actually being really consistent awesome look at me I'm so consistent or mm -hmm. I was being really dedicated or I was being really true to what I desire or I was being really authentic in what I wanted or whatever it is and those are all really beautiful things that I think can and should be celebrated but of course we're not going to celebrate them if we don't think to do it so thank you for bringing <laughs> that up <laughs> Absolutely. It's something I had to train myself to do. It was, um, I actually came up with it when somebody was talking to me about a gratitude practice. And a lot of times we, we talk about, well, what are you gra grateful for in your personal world? And what are you grateful for in your professional world? Which I think are amazing. I, I always challenge people to ask the question, what am I grateful for about myself? Yes. Mm -hmm. Cause that's that question. How am I showing up? You know, even yeah. in the biggest challenging moments that we face in life, it's what am I grateful for about myself? And sometimes it's just, I'm grateful that I'm showing patience or I'm mm -hmm. showing just kindness to self or something, right? Because when we can actually recognize that's what I'm talking about with self-compassion and grace. Everyone self, who just shuddered at that question, we are talking directly to you. <laughs> Everyone who just flinched you know when we said, talk about and show gratitude. What do you value about yourself? Yeah, we're talking to you. This is your sign. Play around with it. You might be surprised at how easy it is. Or that it gets, and if you, everything is a practice. And if you really want to challenge yourself, ask yourself that question for the last 24 hours. Mm. What does that mean? Say it again. Just, oh, you know, like, what am I grateful for in the last 24 in hours? In the last 24 hours. Because it's so easy to be like, well, I'm a very patient yeah. person. Awesome. Great. But what, how were you and who were you? What are you grateful for in the last 24 hours? <laughs> I like it. We who should do that today? over on the Patreon. We should do a round table over on the Patreon and ask each other that. Okay. Yes, I think that's I cute. Like that. Put it in the queue for the Patreon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is so awesome. I'm just feeling really happy that I'm not the only one, you know? Mm. <laughs> Me <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Hopefully people listening are like, okay, great. I'm not the only crazy person yeah. who's like trying to do all these big, amazing things in the world. And like sometimes getting a little, a little too attached to the vision. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Kelsey, honestly, I think that's where imposter syndrome comes from, right? Because what happens is, is we think we are the only one. And so then we keep it to ourselves. And then mm -hmm. when we keep these things to ourselves and we don't talk about it or recognize that other people are having a similar experience, 
what we end up doing is um, the inner critic takes over and we, we start to then self-doubt or wonder if it's even possible to do the big things that we want to do. Um, a lot, I mean, I work with, um, you know, professionals and executives who you wouldn't think that they would have any of these issues, but absolutely a hundred percent of the time they are dealing with yeah. imposter syndrome and self-doubt because they themselves are wondering, is it even possible to have the next level dream? You know, I've been, I've made the directorship. Can I really get to VP? Is mm-hmm. that possible? Um, and am I asking too much of myself? Is that too big? Is that too big? Yeah. yeah. Mm. And especially for the spiritual people, you know, that who am I to have mm. all this? You know, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to serve. I know it's a, it's an old, you know, it's, it's an old trope, I guess, that spiritual people feel bad for getting paid for their work or for having these big goals, especially when those goals are attached to abundance or money, because you feel like, am I being a hypocrite as a spiritual person to, to want the big things? Um, yeah. So I think it's, I think no matter who you are, no matter what your goal is, you could come up against that, our own little glass ceiling where you have to figure out, can I, can I get through this? And the answer is always yes, but (laughs) how long am I going to let myself stay where I am before I can see that that's possible, you know, and you can have whatever you want. I don't care who you are or what your spiritual affiliation is. You get to experience the life you want to experience. Like you just get to period. Amen. Period. Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Period. Amen. Mic drop all of the things, because I just think it's so, it's so, I don't know. It makes me sad when people are like, but I don't, I just, maybe I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can't, but it's, if you can't, it's because you, you don't let yourself. That's it. (laughs) Maybe you can't, but like, don't you want to find out? Don't you want to find out? Don't you want to actually find out? (laughs) Right. Maybe you can't. And what if maybe you can? Right. And what if you can't do that thing, but the universe has something so much better that you didn't even think of because you just have a human brain and you can only think so much, but it comes out so much better. That's usually how it works out for me. It's like so much better than I ever thought it would be. Um, Because, you know, we are just humans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We can't we can't uh, leave space for all the possibilities, but you don't have to just know how you want to feel what you want to experience. And yay. So if you're waiting for a sign as if all the other episodes haven't yeah. been assigned to like go for it and do the thing and dream big and allow yourself to go there in your mind and in your heart and in your life, like let this one be the one that really hits it home for you. Yeah. That Please. thing that you really feel like gives you butterflies and it makes you feel all giddy. That's the thing we're talking about. That's yeah. it. Following your highest excitement is fun (laughs) and scary. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And fun and and scary some more. (laughs) And fun and scary. And the scary is the indication that you are actually engaged, right? So instead of scary being, I have to run away, scary can be, oh, this is calling me to go do it. Yeah. I'm alive. Doesn't it feel good to feel alive? (laughs) We've talked about expansive fear before and contracting fear. Contracting fear is like, I'm in danger. I need to get out. And expansive fear is like, I know this is going to be hard and it's a little bit scary, but I know that it's something that I should do. And I really want to do it. And yes, it's going to be scary, but that's more of, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a different feeling. It's like when you became a mom or when I moved to California by myself, that was freaking scary, but I knew that it was something that I needed and wanted to do because it would have helped me enrich my, my, and you know, Kelsey became a ballerina. Come on. 
expansive. We, yeah, yeah. Expansive. We've been doing yeah. things. We've been doing things in the world, and it's good. It's it's going. Yep, we've but been we're doing still things. Doing, we're still things doing. Things are more happening. Things, being more, more things. things. Well, this is so funny. <laughs> oh man, you guys, it's like getting towards my nap time. I think I'm getting. A I can delusional. tell. You're I'm so really like hyped hungry. up on this topic of conversation, but I'm like so mm-hmm. excited about it. I feel like my thoughts are like really jumbled so excuse yeah. me if I'm like not making I think you're sense, just feeling the spirit I think you're feeling the spirit I'm just trying to say like live your best life basically <laughs> I have exciting news I'm hosting a giveaway with one of our previous podcast guests who you might recognize from episode 159 all about loving your body unconditionally miss lizzie cangro who is also a self-love advocate she really specializes in more the body space and i'm more the mind mindset space and together we have combined resources to create an awesome giveaway for you guys with over one thousand dollars in self-love goodies and prizes The giveaway runs February 1st to 14th, and the winner will be announced on Valentine's Day. If slash when you win, you'll receive a copy of my new book, the mini book of self-love for the modern woman, a copy of Lizzie's book, Reclaim the Rebel, 12 Rebellious Acts to Achieve Unconditional Love for Your Body, a $500 gift card to attend this year's Radical Self-Love Retreat with me in October, and a $500 gift card to work with Lizzie one-on-one. So, you can learn more about the giveaway and enter at kelseyaida.com slash 2023 giveaway and, and, and everyone who enters gets a free habit tracker to help support your self-love journey. So go and enter no matter what, you're going to get an awesome little freebie and you have the chance to win over a thousand dollars in self-love prizes, resources, and awesomeness. Good luck. And give yourself permission to do so because it does make me and Lindsay and comedy sad when people, beautiful people with beautiful dreams hold themselves back from that. And if you're not being authentic to your desires and you're not going for what you want and going in the direction of how you would like to feel, be, do, have, you are not only doing yourself a disservice, you're doing the world a disservice and you are giving the universe permission and a very good opportunity to teach you some hard hitting lessons that are going to get you going in the direction of where you actually want to go. So your options are to go in the direction of what you truly want and follow your desires or to learn the hard way that keeping yourself back and living inauthentically does not work and is very painful. So I just also wanted to throw that out there just to save some people some hard lessons. (laughs) <laughs> I love everything you're saying. And I also immediately, like the mom in me really wants to say, but you don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. I think that's important to say. You don't have to do anything today. You don't have to do anything tomorrow. You don't have to, but wouldn't it be nice if you got to see what was on the other side of your mm-hmm. desire? Wouldn't it be nice? I like and to put the fun back into it. Like it is a choice. recognize it that is a you have choice. a choice. You have yeah. a choice. Exactly. It's a choice point. Do I choose to be expansive or do I choose to stay contracted? And that's really the key is recognizing that we always have a choice and whatever choice we make is the choice that we make. It's so much easier to think that someone else is holding us back or the society, (laughs) or we have these, all these limits, but when it, dude, it is so not not, comfortable to know (laughs) that it is your choice and you do not have to make any choice or any decision, but just know that that is what's happening. That is what's happening. Especially now that you've heard us say it, like you, it's like hit you. And now, you know, like, oh my gosh, it is a choice. Dang it. What? Why did you say that? Yeah. dang It's, It's a hard one, but I think it's important to give people that 
freedom to know that, oh my gosh, you're not being shackled by anything. Mm-hmm. You're not. Ooh, what? <laughs> so Yikes. comedy. What yeah. other parting words would you like to leave the big dreamers and the high achievers and the high achiever wannabes with before we head over to the Patreon? Is there anything else on your heart or on your mind? A message? I would them? I would simply just challenge when there is the idea that I can't do something or maybe that's too big. Just ask yourself whose voice is that? Yeah. Because more often than not, it's it's a voice that either you've heard, like we were talking about earlier, if somebody may be shooting down a big idea, or it's a voice of society or a voice of a cultural, because we always say that there's the four pillars, right? It's cultural, society, family, our own personality. Those are the four things that will affect us most. And so it's it's really slowing down and asking whose voice is that? Because when we actually can name that and become aware of what's really truly holding us back, then we have that choice point. Now we're aware, we get to choose what committed action are we going to take? Mm, committed action yeah. and you can always choose again I think sometimes people oh, are scared yes. to choose because they feel like oh my god I'm putting myself on this one timeline forever and it's mm-hmm. like no just choose yeah. it for now and you can change your mind later if you want to you're always going to be evolving changing your desires are going to change and evolve with you so like that's okay if I didn't choose again I would be a forensic psychologist <laughs> <laughs> criminology and all that girl no before that is you too kn- dark right before you knew me Kels my favorite book was the encyclopedia of serial killers I'm not joking I have it well I don't have it still I gave it to my friend because after I had kids I was like maybe this shouldn't be in my house you should have this oh my god um yeah so you get to choose again and thank god I did because I need the lighter side of life okay if I want to know what's what's beyond the hu- like the the basic human experience I'm going with the spiritual side not the death side thank you very much <laughs> But, you know, kudos to people who can do that. Yeah, on that note. (laughs) On that note, Comedy, can you let everyone know where they can find out more about you, your work, how they can work with you, how they can absorb more of your awesomeness? Absolutely. Website is comedywood.com. Plenty of blog articles and information that's free available there. And on Facebook and Instagram with the handle It's Authentic Me. Beautiful. Oh, thank you for being here. We're going to head over to the Patreon, everyone. If you are not on the Patreon, you can subscribe to it for a couple bucks a month to support the show, get extended video versions of each episode and get some freebies here and there and just be a part of our high vibe in it community VIP people. So head over to patreon.com slash high vibe to get the goods and we love you and have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot, especially because our goal is to get over 1 million downloads before the end of 2023. And we definitely need and appreciate your help to do it. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high vibe to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.